Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. And good evening, good evening, good Sunday evening to you folks. I hope you had a lovely weekend. An NYPD hero, Officer Carl Fayette, Officer Carl Fayette, listen to his words, listen to his words, a lot to get to this hour, in fact, over the course of the next two hours, but quote, I love you, brother, please, please don't give up on me, brother. That's Officer Fayette begging a man not to jump to instant death from a Manhattan overpass. Have you ever thought about this, folks? Seriously. First responders often interact with people having the worst day of their lives. The worst day of their lives, and for the first responders, it's an average day. Officer Fayette had to talk the man literally off the ledge until emergency services responded. It was instant death if the man had jumped. And after 40 minutes, after 40 minutes of coaching, begging, pleading, Please don't jump. I'll go through help with you. Emergency services, the officers, they get to the man. And that's another story within themselves, within itself, actually, because they have to hook themselves up. And one wrong step, the man that was about to jump, that would be their fate as well. The two emergency services officers, one on each side, hooking up a a, a, a latch so that they don't face instant death. And what made this story remarkable and touched my heart and had me in tears is after emergency services rescued this man, Officer Fayette broke down in tears. In tears. And you see... This is body cam video. You're going to actually hear this in about uh, two minutes. You see two of the commanding officers that wear the, the white shirts. Officer Fayette has now saved this man's life, broken down in tears, and they're trying to sob him. It, they're trying to uh, 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 make him feel better as he's sobbing. It was a, a moment that you rarely see on camera of what the outstanding men and women of the NYPD do every day. This is why I tell you that they should get our unconditional support. 
to see the video, Officer Fayette. And at the end, once the man, they have the man in custody, he breaks down and two commanding officers are rubbing his back and telling him it's going to be all right. As he's sobbing in tears. You'll hear that in just a minute. The situation in Israel, Israel strikes Gaza, Syria, and the West Bank as the war against Hamas threatens to ignite on other fronts as the U.S. is frantically trying to stall Israel, the invasion of Gaza to allow more hostage negotiations. Israeli warplanes struck targets across Gaza, two airports in Syria, and a mosque in the occupied West Bank, allegedly used by terrorists, as this two-week-old war with Hamas has threatened to spiral, spiral as of Sunday, into a much broader conflict. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu telling troops in northern Israel that if Hezbollah launches a war, it will make the mistake of its life. We will cripple it with a force that cannot even imagine, and the consequences for it and the Lebanese state will be devastating. Folks, the sign of the times that we live in, in San Francisco, San Francisco, city employees, city employees Some of them are being issued bulletproof vests to walk around the streets. You heard what I said, bulletproof vests. These are the city employees tasked. You know how we have the problem down at Delancey Street um, in in New York City and uh, in other places, um, Canal Street, where they, they sell counterfeit goods and so on. Well, in San Francisco, city employees that are tasked with enforcing the city's street vending rules, have received so many death threats that they have been issued bulletproof vests. They are public works inspectors who check food carts and whether street vendors have proper permits. Sound familiar? Well, they've been subject to an increased number of threats and assaults prompting the uh, safety measure according to the San Francisco San Francisco Chronicle. This is what's actually going on. Also, Governor Hochul, the governor of New York State, becomes emotional. You're going to hear that as well, discussing her recent trip to Israel and the death of her father. She appeared on New York One uh, Friday night and was choking back as she was uh, talking about the situation. But two stories that I really want to zero in on this first hour. Again, interacting with people experiencing the worst day of their lives. NYPD cop telling a suicidal man, life is beautiful. Talking to him for over 40 minutes as he's, waiting for emergency services to arrive. And once they save the man, the officer burst out in tears himself after talking him down from a Manhattan overpass. Also, 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji, who survived the Hamas 
Festival Massacre. Get this, folks. This young lady, 28 years old, she survived 260 dead. She's one that survived, and she's stunned by the anti-Semitism protests here back at home and says that she feels safer in Israel than in the United States. She's from Long Island. She survived this Hamas slaughter. And she appeared on Fox News, and you're going to hear her words, her story, in just a moment. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Sunday night. Interacting with people, having the worst day of their lives. Now we're going to get to it, folks. The NYPD officer breaking down in tears after talking a suicidal man down from a Manhattan overpass. All caught on police body cam. A very emotional clip. Officers call Fayette. That's the officer whose voice you're going to hear. And his partner, Officer Mata, calmly reassuring the man. Now, let me just try and paint this accurately. So the man is on, there's a fence at the uh, Manhattan overpass. And somehow the man got on the other side of the fence. If he slips, he's dead. If he jumps, he's dead. The NYPD officers are on the sidewalk on the other side of the fence. And you're about, this happened uh, near uh, Riverside Drive, right? The highway area, Riverside Drive, October 5th. Quoting Officer Fayette, I've been in your shoes, man. I've been in your shoes, man. It's not worth it. Brother, there are solutions. There is a way to ensure you get out of this situation. This went on for 40 minutes as police frantically tried to get emergency services there. This is what they do every day. And you have the nerve to, to, to Monday morning quarterback and, and criticize police. So he, all this man has to do is take one step and he's dead. And he leans down and he's about to jump. And Officer Fayette starts begging him. And I want you to think about this. So Officer Fayette, you're going to hear it, folks, is begging the man, don't do it. Please, sir, don't do it. I'm your brother. I love you. Don't do this. As he's doing that, two emergency services officers are on the outside of the fence. So if they slip, dead. They're going to rescue this man. This is what they do every day, the NYPD. And on each side, the man is in the middle. You see the officers putting on the harness, whatever it is. They're clamping it. Now, imagine if they clamp it to something that can't hold their weight and they slip, trying to save this man that's distraught and emotional. And so you see the emergency. These guys are heroes. Because I couldn't do it. I would look down from where they were standing, and that alone, I would panic and lose, and lose control and fall. And these officers on each side are tying their harness so that if they slip, there's a backup so that they don't hit the ground. And then once they get the harness on each side, it's like a rope, a thick rope, 
From each side, they start moving closer and closer and closer to the man. And now Officer Fayette is really getting through to him. And then all of a sudden, boom! And they just grab the man and they saved his life. And that's when Officer Fayette breaks down like a baby. I want you folks to listen to this. I've been in your shoes, man. I've been in your shoes, man, right? It's not worth it, right? And listen, I'm a man, you're a man. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, I've been, I've been in your shoes, brother, and there is solutions. You are stronger than this. Just give me a chance, brother. You are lovely, brother. I care for you, brother. Please listen to my voice. I love you, brother. I care for you, brother. You have my shoulder, brother. Lean on my shoulder, brother. I promise you, you're my friend. I promise you that we're going to be fighting together. I promise you that I will give you the services that you need. I love you, brother. You're a beautiful man, brother. Please don't give up on me, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. You're a beautiful, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. Just listen to my voice, brother. That's Officer Fayette, the hero, crying. I'm going to play that again because before I get to uh, 28-year-old Natalie uh, Sandavaji, before I get to her to her story, the, the young lady in Israel. Again, folks, I you hear the if you listen carefully, you hear the emergency officers say, services officers say, we got him, and then that's when Officer Fayette sits down and he just starts crying. And then you see two other NYPD commanders that wear the white shirts and they're, they're trying to, 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 to be there for him to say, brother, we're, we're with you. These officers saved a, saved a life. And you see what we see on television, you know, the, the call comes in, and within 30 seconds, emergency services is there, and the helicopters are above. No, it doesn't happen like that. There's traffic. You've got to get emergency services into place. It takes time. This is just one call. And each of those emergency services officers could have died in this one call. Thank God everyone was fine. But the job that police officers have, how dare you, Black Lives Matter and all you other clowns, criticize police officers? Do you think, Officer Fayette, you just heard him break down like a baby. Do you think he goes home and says, hi, honey, how was your day? I had a great day at work. Do you think that man is going to forget what happened? One call during the course of his day. I want you to listen one more time, folks to this actual police NYPD body cam uh, audio from the video. I've been in your shoes, man. I've been in your shoes, man, right? It's not worth it, right? And listen, I'm a man, you're a man. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, I've been, I've been in your shoes, brother, and there is solutions. You are stronger than this. 
Just give me a chance, brother. You are lovely, brother. I care for you, brother. Please listen to my voice. I love you, brother. I care for you, brother. You have my shoulder, brother. Lean on my shoulder, brother. I promise you, you're my friend. I promise you that we're gonna be fighting together. I promise you that I will give you the services that you need. I love you, brother. You're a beautiful man, brother. Please don't give up on me, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. You're a beautiful, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. Just listen to my voice, brother. Thank you, Officer Fayette, your partner, the commanders that were on location, the emergency services officers that were on location. Thank you, NYPD, and all the the first responders for what you do each and every day. Don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the critics. We appreciate what you do. We appreciate what you do. Remarkable. That man that was in distress if he just took one step or slipped, instant death, and they saved his life. Now to Israel and 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji. Natalie Sanadaji. She's a New Yorker who survived the Hamas festival, the massacre. But this young lady is stunned by the anti-Semitism protests at home and says that she feels safer in Israel than in the U.S. Think about that for a second, folks. She's a Long Island a native. She survived the Hamas slaughter at that Israeli music festival. And she thought the worst was over when she was one of the few that survived and returned home a week later. But the Jewish New Yorker says the onslaught of anti-Semitism that's going on scares her. She sat down and did an interview with the Fox News channel, and she described how she's feeling right now about her ordeal, her situation. Still in shock. Um, As a survivor, it's almost hard to believe that you were there, that you went through all of that. When you see all the posts every day of all the people that were missing and are now found dead, it just feels very surreal that that could have been you. Yeah, I can only imagine. So you went to this music festival, you were in Israel for a wedding, Mm -hmm. and then decided to go with a group of friends. When did you realize what was going on and the severity of the situation? Something I want to point out is it took a while to realize the severity, I think because of the fact that it was in Israel. If you can imagine, it was thousands of children at a music festival, and suddenly rockets are being intercepted over our heads. And from the group of people I was with, I was the only American. So I looked to everyone else to see their reaction, to see how I should react. And one of the girls came to me, she was like, it's okay, because of the area we're in, this happens sometimes, maybe it'll just be a few, it's going to pass, maybe the party will continue. I don't think 
anywhere else in the world, you would have rockets intercepting over your head at a party and you would think, oh, it's going to pass. It'll be fine. Um, so because of the fact that they grow up in war, that they're used to this, that this is something that they've all seen before, not to this extent, obviously, but they've had rockets been intercepted over their heads before they've gone into bomb shelters. Because of that, it took us much longer to realize the severity of the situation. In any other country, these kids would have ran for their lives as soon as they saw that. 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji. You'll hear more of her appearance on Fox News in just a second. But let's go ahead and open up the phone lines as it relates to the hero NYPD officer and the situation in Israel that is escalating by the day. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with your calls. Let's go to Gary in New Hampshire. Good evening, Gary. What's on your mind? Uh, That man, he was saved, correct? Yes, he was saved. Yes. I don't have nothing to say. All I can tell you, I told your producer this, outstanding journalism leading off with these two stories that you're uh, uh, giving to your listeners right now. I'm in a combination of New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Everybody out there in New York who's listening to you right now should be really proud of you and your producers. Great job. Great journalism. Well, thank you. That's, that's very, thank you, Gary. That's, that's very nice of you to say. But um, to be honest with you, this is not about me or the producers. This is about the hero NYPD. And this is why I get so angry when these total phony opportunists that I'm mom, I'm going to be a star. Look at me. I'm on TV tonight criticizing the NYPD. You want to be ashamed of yourself. Go get a life. Do something with yourself rather than sitting around criticizing people that are saving lives each and every day. What are you doing? Step up. Be about something. Are you getting your education? Are you helping members of the community? Oh, no. Oh, no. Members of the community use the N-word. You have nothing to say. Members of the community not doing productive things. You have nothing to say. But God forbid in a situation where a police officer, in particular a white officer, happens to shoot a black suspect and it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I want to say you were raised better, but you probably were not. That's part of the problem. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. Good, good evening, Norman. Morning's not yet into after uh, into after midnight, but good morning to good evening to you, Norman. What's on your good mind? Good evening, darling. Okay, you know, you know, when I listen to the thing with Officer Fayette, you know, all the depressing things that are going on right now in the world with Israel, the terrorism. Just here, we had those uh, numb nut protesters, uh, the Palestinian protesters here in Brooklyn just yesterday. Is that oh, the one? Know, is the, that the one? Wait, wait, Norman. Is that the one where there are a number of arrests made and and there were a couple of constant confrontations with the police? Yeah, they're screaming, "Kill the Jews!" And you know, you know, from the ocean to the from from the river to the sea, and you know, and free Palestine and all that. You know, the it's, it's that neighborhood. <laughs> I, I could I could see how that would take to that neighborhood because that neighborhood is basically becoming like uh like Tehran. I mean it's 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 you know, it's 
that, that, that you know, that, that basically, I, I would. I'm not surprised that in that part of Bay Ridge that that sort of a protest goes on. But you know, all, all the all these things are you know just depress the hell out of me. And you know, basically, when I hear about something like Officer Fayette and the way he, you know, talking talking to this guy and then breaking down, it you know, it gives me a little hope. You know that there's. There's, uh, you know, there's love out there and there's kindness out there and, uh, you know, and there's uh, and there's people that care each other for each other out there. So, you know, when you played that, Dominic, thank you very much. And uh, I know I know that there are more stories like that out there. It's just uh, I don't know. For the last three years, I don't see many of them. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, you, you, you know what was uh, Norman, what was equally as touching you, you, you publicly sometimes rarely see police officers showing their emotion. Now, remember, they don't know or they're not, they're not in touch with the fact that they're being recorded because th- this is actual body cam video and audio. And so Officer Fayette is now sitting on the curb or wherever he's sitting, and he's having an emotional moment. And let's face it, you know, he said, I've been where you've been. There's the issue of police suicides, which is a, a major problem. And, yep. and, and he's crying. And the two commanders, the supervisors that wear the white shirts, they're, they're patting him on the back. They're, they're, they're trying to reassure him. And, and it was, they were saying things like, it's going to be okay. And, you, you know, you just, you just don't see that, Norman. And, you know... But I, I, contrary to public thought from some of these idiots, police officers are human beings, too. And they have families. And when something like that happens, I mean, Norman, you, you don't just go home like you had a regular day at the office. Right. I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just um, I'm proud of the NYPD. I'm proud of Officer Fayette. I'm proud of those emergency services officers that were there, the supervisors that were there. And it just pains me terribly, Norman, just like it pains me the way Israel has come under attack. And people want to reinvent history and go, oh, no, 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 no. Don't look at this recent incident. Let's look Mm -hmm. going back 30, 40 years from from now. You know, let's let's Mm -hmm. look back. You folks, if you look hard enough, you can find a reason to justify any nutty thought that you have. Mm-hmm. But there's no escaping the fact, Norman, and I'll give you the final say before we continue. There's no escaping the fact that Israel, she was minding her business, the people of Israel, when Hamas mm-hmm. engaged in this horrible sneak attack. You have the final mm-hmm. word before I move on, Norman. Well, I mean, you know, my thoughts on Israel was, you know, the the Jews were the original inhabitants there. I mean, you know, we were, we were, there was a diaspora and then we were spread all over the world, and that, that's that's the issue behind that. We were the original inhabitants, and I'd like to remind most Americans who live on this land that we're not the original inhabitants of the people who lived in this land from 3,000 miles from sea to sea, um, you know. And uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, that's it, you know. I mean, I, I you know, the, the Jews, this is their land. This is historically their land. We We have no other place. Really, I mean, we live other places, but that's our land, and uh, you know, the Arab world is vast, and right, uh, right, a right. To live there, just in peace. You know, and, and I, and Norman, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for the call. I, I You're didn't, welcome. I didn't get it until I was there in Israel a couple of times, 
And then that's when it finally clicked with me. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic. You know, these protesters out here, down with Israel, all that garbage and nonsense. Why don't you go visit Israel and see what it's like for the innocent people of Israel, what they have to put up with each and every day? We have got to take a break on this Sunday evening. When we come back, the young lady that survived the Israeli Music Festival, 28-year-old, she's a baby, Natalie Sanadaji. We will continue with her story. She appeared on Fox. We'll continue talking about this NYPD situation. And San Francisco, they're giving out bulletproof vests to uh, employees. And, and, and you folks on the left, you, you still don't get it? You still don't get what's going on. But when we come back, we will continue with your calls from Staten Island to Brooklyn and many more. We will be right back. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Sunday evening. Dominic Carter here with you until 1 a.m. this morning. We are about to go back to your telephone calls. We're dealing with a number of issues. NYPD cop telling a suicidal man life is beautiful, talking to him for over 40 minutes until emergency services arrived and then breaks down in tears himself after talking him down from jumping from a Manhattan overpass. The story of 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji from Long Island. She survived the Hamas slaughter at that Israeli music festival. She appeared on Fox News. We'll let you hear a bit more of what she had to say. In San Francisco, things are so bad, they're passing out bulletproof vests to city employees that have to go around in certain environments. We'll we'll get to that. But also something that caught my attention. I want you folks to listen to this. So uh, Friday night on, uh, on New York One, Errol Lewis, my colleague, 
um, Errol replaced me at New York One, and um, one of his guests happened to be uh, Governor Hochul. And Governor Hochul was talking about her recent trip to Israel when she became choked up and and emotional uh, given what she saw in Israel. Uh, at the, she actually went to the border of Gaza and also considering that her own father just recently died. This is Governor Hochul on New York One on Friday night. I have a heart full of compassion for people and to be able to go and see in their eyes what it meant to them and from their lips what it meant that I showed up and mm-hmm. knowing that I lost my father while I was in journeying there and somehow the people of Israel all knew this and people on the street were coming up trying to console me and I came to console them mm-hmm. and those are the kind of people I encountered so I needed to be there and I needed to tell those families of hostages or a group hug, I said, I'm going to fight for you. I had to speak to people. What I saw as the only American elected official, I mean, probably one of the rare few Americans, who was taken to the Gaza border and went to one of the little tiny kibbutz. And these are built to be peaceful communes. Sure. They're peace activists. They had tried to have relations with people of Gaza to take care of them. as well. They're raising money for the people of Gaza. They're one of the first communities obliterated. Mm. And their homes were just, not just bombed out and the tanks rolled over them and the cars were burned out. But going into these homes, Errol, I went into three of them. The smell of death was so overwhelming. The walls are smeared in blood. The mattresses covered in blood. They pointed to where... A young couple was found dead on top of their children trying to protect them. I mean, the horrors of what I saw, and I'm not describing everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is with me forever. But we must stand firm in our resolve to never let this happen again. Because no one, no one deserves to be treated like sure. this, like they're worthless. Their life doesn't matter. Life doesn't matter. No one deserves to be treated like their life doesn't matter. And that's what happened to the people of Israel. I don't care how many Palestinian protests you have in New York, no matter how many times you try and redefine what happened, there's no escaping the facts. No matter how many times you try and say Israel was behind the rocket at the hospital, which has been proven false, no matter how many scenarios you come up with, there's no escaping the facts that Israel is the victim here, period. End of story. We are going to continue with the story of 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji in just a moment. From Long Island, she lived, she lived, made it back home. But first, I want to take some more of your telephone calls. Let's go to Stan in Brooklyn. Good evening, Stan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi. Um, There was a very good book written many years ago, Some Very Special Men, about the NYPD Emergency Service. It's a quick read. You should read it. These guys do a spectacular job. These guys, not only that, they're the skin divers that go into the polluted waters. They do... As they say, when a police officer is in trouble, who do you call? Emergency service. 
This is true. This is true. Thank you, Stan, for that. Thank you for the call. And you know, folks, Stan does make a good point. I want you to think about this. So now, I, I've I've been out with the uh, NYPD Harbor Unit. I've been up with the NYPD Aviation Unit. Uh, it's amazing to see when a call comes through out at Floyd Bennett Field how fast they're able to mobilize. And oftentimes they're up uh, patrolling, but sometimes they're not up in the air in the helicopters and how fast they're able to mobilize and boom, let's go. And the FDNY does the same thing with their scuba divers. But I want you to think about this for a second. So this is a, um, a, a uh, hypothetical, but it happens quite a bit. So let's say, let's say there's a, um, a man or a woman uh, on the subway platform swinging a knife at people, a knife, a butcher knife. Who do you think gets the call to respond to that? Who do you think gets the call once it goes out over the radio? Here comes emergency services. Or let's say it's not on the subway platform. Let's say it's on the streets of New York. Here comes emergency services. Everybody else is running. This individual has a butcher knife. And here comes emergency services. And what I say often on this program, what they do every day, this is not Hollywood. (laughs) You don't say drop the knife and then the person drops the knife. Sometimes they decide to swing the knife at you, even though you may have a shield. And think about this, folks. This is what these individuals do every day. Every day. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Good evening, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, thank you, Dominic. Uh, You're absolutely right. The ESU guys, they're heroes. There's no doubt about it. And all the other police uh, uh, personnel, men and women in the police department, God bless them and their families, because everything they go through, their families go through. Correct. Correct. Uh, The emergency service guys... As you said, they'll they'll risk their lives. They'll they'll deliver a baby and take somebody out in the afternoon. It's just a matter of whatever they got to do, they they will do it. That, that's a and, good point. That's a good point, Mike. You, you're correct. I mean, I'm not well, saying it's something that we love, but but it, it somebody's got to do it, right? Absolutely, I know all about it. My father was on the job for 32 years. ESU. Wow. And I can tell you stories that will make you laugh. I'll tell you stories that will make you cry. All right? Um, the other thing is, it showed, that showed you how drastic the officers' lives are. The emotions go from zero to 110 in a split second, all different directions. That man took care of business, saved that gentleman's life on the bridge, and then it hits you. That's when you say, holy macarons. Bang. Reality sets in. Wow. wow. And it gets brought home at home sometimes till you learn how to just leave it at the at the at the job. Yeah, I, I Mike, thank you so much for the call. Very enlightening. I, I don't know how you can leave that at the job. Hey honey, hi honey. What did you do today? Oh, I talked the man off a bridge and then I broke down in tears. What's for dinner, honey? And then Black Lives Matter Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
you should really be ashamed of yourself. In a moment, I'm going to go to Pamela in New Jersey. But first, let's go to Pete. Pete on Staten Island. Good evening, Pete. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It hit a nerve with me because about 20 years ago on the VT Bridge, there was some guy. He was in front of me, stopped the car, and he was going off the edge of the bridge. I got out. I ran over, and I told him, hey, pal, it's not worth it. You're going to hit that water. It's going to like hit the concrete, and you may live, and you'll suffer. Well, what's your problem? He says, I owe money to these loan sharks. I says, well, how much? And when he told me the amount, I says, oh, that's a lot. But I'll tell you what. Come on up. Come in my car. I'll go get you $500 right now. I says, and then we could give me the people who it is. I could talk to them maybe. Maybe I know them or they know me. And sure enough, I worked out something. I brought them to the hospital. They put them in for observation, and they ended up helping, you know, keeping them and helping them out. But I tell you, about a day or two later, I had to go speak to somebody because it affected me very, very bad. I, I you know, I said, you know, the words I said were they the right words. And they evidently, in this case, they were, but maybe it would have got the guy more excited, you know, and anxious to kill himself. And that was the whole worry. But I got over it, but it took a while. Well, I, I, I hear you, Pete, and I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to uh, help the guy. But, yeah, sometimes we all get caught up in one way or another in a situation, and we think that it can quickly go away mentally, you know, but, but it doesn't. And so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it all worked out. Thank you, Pete, for the uh, call. Let's go from Staten Island to New Jersey. Let's say good evening to Pamela. Pamela, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good evening. Um, I'm not buying it with the governor. Uh, I still re- she's look- bucking for her election points. I still remember that speech she made, which was my o- OMG moment amongst many during COVID. She said when the monoclonal antibodies came in, she so much has said, she said it in the, you know, the Democrat linguistics, but she said white people need not apply. So she's just bucking for points. She's getting those points. Being wait, 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 wait. She said what? She talked about social justice. Right. When people were lining up for monoclonal mm-hmm. antibodies, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole DEI stuff. And she said, there's only so many monoclonal antibodies. And so, um, you know, uh, social justice will line up first. She said it in so many fancy words that they love using, semantics, and, uh, and hoping that we wouldn't understand. We knuckle brains out here like my governor. And uh, I, I got the drift. It's all for points. Okay, but wait, 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 Pamela. So wait, wait, let me ask you a question. So I, I don't know anything about that speech. Um, so, I remember so I, it. So I, I remember. So, okay, okay, wait, wait, I'd Pamela, listen. Pamela, that's your interpretation. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and take a look. That I can't comment any further because I don't recall it, and I've got to take a look. That's what I was about to tell you. But number two, let, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say, for argument's sake, that you're correct. So the governor can't go to Israel. To, to Gaza, to, to the to the borderline, and 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 observe the carnage and be upset about that. She can't do that. Uh, they need to be where they're supposed to be. They're not federal employees. Okay, they but Pamela, but, but but that's not what I asked you. What I asked you was: the governor can't go visit the people of Israel in solidarity and be upset at what she witnessed. Well, it's supposed to be a free country, although I doubt that. 
Um, she can go where she wants, but I understand what she was doing. Okay, thank you for the call. I, I hear you, Pamela. I strongly disagree with you. Uh, the, the governor can, any elected official, you may not like everything that they do, but how could you, if you go to Israel, how could you not be impacted on on what you're seeing uh, while you're there, while you're there? Teddy and Yonkers, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? Dominic, as usual, a great show. And I think, man, I, I, I've grown so much by listening to you. And um, my, my thinking has changed in numerous ways as a result of your knowledge and your rational explanation of things. And I just want to preface what I want to say by making that statement clear. I am okay. willing change in life, as we all should do at the appropriate time, based upon knowledge. And I just wanted to say that. And Dominic, I wanted to say, thank God for the New York City cops. You, to be a New York City cop, especially in New York, I'm not saying other parts of the country don't need it also, but you really need a pair of you-know-what to be a cop in New York City. And I don't think I have that pair. I just don't, you know, I'm honest with myself. I taught in New York City high school, and it was rough at times. I had my days when I would come home, and just like what Mike said from uh, Staten Island, uh, or Dominic said from Staten Island, uh, you, you just have to leave it at the at the door and uh, and say, that's part of the job because if you bring it home to your family, it'll mess them up also. And uh, but I, I wanted to praise what Dominic said. What Pete, what Pete said. Father. What Pete said. What Pete said from Staten Island. Yeah, Pete. I apologize. It's I'm okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And Dominic, what, what's happening in Israel, and the thing that galls me, Dom, and I, I like to ask you how to deal with it if you can. The demonstrations, especially in Brooklyn last night, and what they were saying, Jews to the, I'm trying to paraphrase it, throw the Jews into the sea, and there was no mention of what Hamas did to the babies. Of course not. Of course not. Why, Dominic? Why? What's the reason for why they don't mention it? I mean, even Talib, she hasn't said a word yet about what Hamas did. Well, I, well, well let me stop you there, Teddy. I, I will say what I always say when someone brings up a member of the squad. I don't pay attention to them. I, I think I really think that many of our listeners uh, like yourself and, and, and others and Marianne, I think you give them too much attention uh, which is exactly what they want. They, they, the sideshow will be over as it relates to the members of the squad, hopefully sooner than later, hopefully sooner than later, meaning, meaning that they will lose their election. Uh, you, you brought up Teddy, the point, and, and Teddy, thank you for the call. Cause I've got to take a break. You brought up the point of why are people saying the things that they're saying that these, uh, Palestinian rallies because I hate to put it this way because they're ignorant, a lack of knowledge. They don't know what they're talking about. They've been given talking points or they're, or they're watching MSNBC folks. Let me, I've got, you know what? Matt blaze is going to kill me. 
So I'm going to break down the MSNBC element in just a second. We've got to take a break. When we come back, I'm here until 1 a.m. this morning. More of your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. You can reach me on Twitter. You can also call in at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Sunday evening taking your telephone calls. And if I don't get to it before the top of the hour, the wonderful news is stay with me. Because when we come back after midnight, I will be going right back to your calls. We'll be switching some topics, but... Any calls that are on hold, we will get to them in the next hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We will also continue with the story, because I think it's a very important one, of 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji, who survived the Hamas uh, festival massacre, 200 people killed But this young lady, now back on Long Island home, is stunned by the anti-Semitism protests right here in home at home. She says she feels safer in Israel than in the U.S. Let's go to uh, let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good evening, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. John, there's so many things I would like to discuss, but you started out with the um, example of the just incredible commitment that officers, uh, the, uh, like the one that you um, highlighted, that, and I think there was more than one that r- literally were on a high wire, risking their own lives yes. to save another human being. With, I mean, this wasn't a five or ten minute. This was, I mean, can you imagine? 40 minutes. No, no, Susan, here's what I can't imagine. Maybe you're at lunch, right? And you're sitting in the emergency services room and I'm sure there's a big horn that goes off. And so you're, you're sitting at lunch and 15 minutes later, you're hooking up a cable. What uh, a hundred yards up in Mm -hmm. the air where if you fall, it's the end of your life. And you're hooking up this cable as a harness to protect yourself to save another life. Go right ahead, Susan. No, I mean, that is not the norm compared to, and, you know, I think a lot of us just living in everyday lives right now are very challenged. But the level of their commitment and training and ability to change gears like that is so exemplary. Uh, So I don't want to, but I also want to say over the last couple of years where the, um, you know, random violence uh, and tragedy that we've seen on the streets and subways in New York City, even Mayor Adams at one point said, well, you know, civilians are going to have to, like, get involved because how many civilians on their way to work, maybe dressed in suits or whatever, have have pulled innocent victims that were pushed into the subway out of harm's way, save lives. They weren't trained for it. 
they, but so we have to say like, you know, we got we have to embrace the goodness of so many people that is ingrained in them, even without training. Correct. And even like someone Correct. like Daniel Penny. So we, I, I don't know. Correct. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying like all of us, like if we can just like take something from their examples and, you know, be courageous because courage is the virtue that all other virtues are um, formed from. Um, so, yeah, I love hearing these great stories, even though, you know, we're just like mourning in so many ways and uh, for this just horrendic things to even hear about, let alone people who witness these things, these yes. um, things. And Susan, and I, I, I'm not a youngster. I've, I, I've heard, well, I mean, I was you. around in 9-11 and all these other things, but thank you. it just seems like it's escalating. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for the call. And folks, think about this for a second to Susan's point. You're on the subway, minding your business. A homeless person pushes someone into the train. This just happened the other day. And now they're on the platform. What do you do? Do you get down there risking your life This is what good Samaritans do, and the train could be coming. What do you do? Hour number one is now in the books. I will be right back for hour number two. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope you folks had a great weekend. I want this hour to be one of conversation where we can talk to each other. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji, Natalie Sanadaji survived the Hamas festival massacre. And she's back home, Long Island. This young lady says she feels safer in Israel than in the U.S. considering the anti-Semitism protest disguised as protest for Palestinians that's taking place uh, throughout throughout the country and uh, predominantly, I would say, here in uh, New York. And so she thought the worst was over after surviving the October 7th attack, returning home a week later. But she says the onslaught of uh, anti-Semitism is scaring her. She appeared on Fox News. And here's one of the quotes that she said. A lot of people have asked me if I'm scared to go back to Israel and everything that's happened. And my honest answer is now more than ever, I want to move to Israel. Move to Israel. She says that even with everything going on, she feels safer there than she does in the U.S. right now. She appeared on the Fox News channel and she described what was also what was almost a fatal mistake. Security personnel at the music festival 
Many of them died. Uh, now, remember, they they hit unexpectedly. They don't know what's going on. And they initially told people to get in their cars and leave. But if you're in the car and that many people at a festival, it becomes one big parking lot and you're a sitting duck for the Hamas terrorists. This is what 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji told Fox News. Well, at first when we were trying to drive out of the campgrounds, there wasn't any gunfire yet. Um, The security of the party told us to drive in a certain direction. They were trying to get everyone out safely. Most of them died trying to get us out safely. Then they told us to turn around and drive in another direction. That's when we kind of realized that there was something off that maybe it was more than just rockets. And then they started yelling at everyone to please pull their cars over to the side of the dirt road Mm -hmm. and to start get out and run. Because the fact that we were so many cars in a small area made us very easy targets. Um, And we just sat in our cars for a second. We didn't understand why they're telling us to get out. And then when we first heard the first gunshots, that's when we opened our doors and just started running. Um, Kids were running in all directions. Nobody knew what direction was the direction of safety. Every decision you made had to be a split-second decision that could have either saved you or gotten you killed. Um, At a certain point, we passed this ditch, and a bunch of kids were hiding in this ditch, and me and my friends contemplated getting in inside the ditch as well and hiding from the gunmen. Um, And then my friend said, don't do it. If they come and they see us in the ditch and they're above us, we have nowhere to run. We kept running and we later found out that all the kids who stayed are no longer with us. Split second decision. Split second decision, 28 years old. Another mistake that 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji acknowledges or, or it was almost fate that could have cost her her life, and that's an interview she did with Fox News Channel, is after the shooting and they were leaving the grounds, she went to a bathroom, right? And bathrooms, these animals, part of Hamas, that's where they sprayed bullets. Listen to what Natalie Sanadaji told Fox. Since all of this has happened, it's like I said, it's been very hard for me to realize that like I was there, that that could have been me. But when we were leaving the grounds, I had asked my friends, do you think I have a moment to go to the bathroom? It'll probably be a few hours until we get home. And they said, yeah, go. And I went to the bathroom stalls by the exit of the campgrounds. And then Yesterday, I saw this video online of the terrorists coming and shooting at those bathrooms, most likely moments after I was there. And to just realize that I could have been in those stalls, I could have been shot at, was very hard to see. We have a lot of uh, interesting topics to get to this hour, but I want to stay on Israel for a second. I told you folks in the presidential race that Ron DeSantis had no chance in hell. I can recall like it was yesterday, LQ called me up, and, and in a nice way, LQ is a polite person. Dominic, no, no, DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. Well, guess who's dead even in the polls with DeSantis? Nikki Haley, the former U.S. ambassador. So this is a major blow, 
a major blow to the uh, campaign for uh, DeSantis. And the only question becomes, when is he going to drop out? He's trying to hang in there. but And, of course, this is according to a new poll. Guess who's still running away with the GOP side? You figure that out. His, his last name starts with a T. And another story we're going to deal with this hour besides Israel. Think about this, folks. An illegal pot shop has opened across the street from Queensborough Hall, the DA's office and the court. Nobody cares anymore. That is the sad reality. The sad reality. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV, Facebook and Instagram, Dominic Carter TV. Um, You can send me some comments. Understand I may use them live. I'm with you until 1 a.m. Let's go to, oh boy, here we go. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. uh, First things first. In White Plains, the pot shop is next to the Republican Westchester County headquarters, if anybody wants to go there. But what I'd like to ask you, Dominic, uh, you know, Teddy really represents the psyops, and it says it all. When he says, I'm going to paraphrase him, they're saying, throw the Jews into the sea. That's a distortion, a lie, and that's talking points that shows how ignorant he is. But what I want to ask you, Dominic, real quick, is if you were living in Gaza, if you lived in Gaza and your mother was forced out of her, your grandmother was forced out of her house in 48, 67, 74, 82, would you be a, a reporter and talking to the EMS in Gaza? Okay, so wait. What, so what would for, you be doing? Okay, first of all, Russ, that's a trick. A trick question, but no, it's but, not. Y- yes, it is. But but no. let's let, let because let's, you're brave. You're brave, and you would be there. But a lot of people on the radio, they want to talk smack. But I know that you played football. You weren't a bully, okay? You stepped up. And if you lived in Gaza, I know you'd be fighting for the freedom of your neighbors. I know that. No, no, I wouldn't. Not not in that situation. No, no. I, I, how can you? How, hey, hey, Russ, how could you make that assumption? Well, because I don't want you to get a headache. And I want you to know that I respect you a lot, Dominic. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Right. Thank you. So thank you. I don't want to irritate you, you know, but I think this being calling this a massacre, my lie was a massacre. There were trained U.S. troops that massacred civilians, and it was horrible, okay? And they weren't attacking an army base. Okay, all right, all right. So, Russ, okay. what, what, would you call, what would you call what happened to Israel? I would call it an attack on an army base where 200 IDF soldiers were killed. The, the settlements outside were supporting that army base, and there was collateral civilian damage on the way back. Okay, that's what happened. Wait, okay, it, wait, Russ, Russ, Russ. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh. All right, I'm sorry and, about and, that. No, it's okay. A, an attack on an army base. What about the people, the Israelis that simp- that lived right there, as you know, I know you know, that sympathize with the Palestinian cause, and they were the ones that were slaughtered. I don't know how you can make that assumption since you weren't there. How do you know what they sympathize with? Okay, well, it's been widely reported. It's been widely reported. I I don't I don't see how you could could miss that and and how you know it's true because if it wasn't true, why would they live along the border of Gaza? Why would they do that? 
because they were supporting that army base, and a lot of people that lived there lived in those settlements. But what I want to ask you, you know, that woman, Natalie, she reported about being in the bathroom. I heard that, too, and in the ditch. And at another point, I heard a report that they were going along, and they saw some people that were had balaclavas and guns on them, and they thought they were Hamas, but they were really uh, plainclothes IDF special forces. And I've told you several times that in the mayhem and the confusion, I'm sure there were plenty of friendly fire deaths. Where's the list of the 1,400 Israelis that died? There is no list. You're propagating propaganda, and I wish you would stop. Thank you, Dominic. I got to go. Wait, 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 Russ. Wait, 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 Russ. Russ, Russ, Russ. I can't do this anymore. Okay, so so then, Russ, see, that's not fair. You want to do your garbage talking points, and then you want to hang up. But you hang up on me when you're finished. Well, I'm the host of the show. I'm the host of the show. Russ, Russ, so so then I'll I'll do you one better. So then, if, if, so then if you want to go, then just no. don't call back. No. Uh, How about see, that? You know who does that? No, 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 no. Because, Russ, if this yeah. is what you want to do, call the other shows. Don't call this one. Well, Dominic, I respect Russ, you Russ, because you're, you're not you're, a bully. Russ, you don't bully Russ, your Russ, callers. Russ, 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 Russ. Okay. But, but, Russ, you're talking nonsense. I don't know if you're high. I don't know if you're taking pills. I don't know what you're doing. But you're talking sheer nonsense. <laughs> I don't ask you what medication you're on either, Dominic, and sometimes I wonder. Okay. But, All right. So, you know, so Russ, okay, so Russ, so why don't you do me a favor then, since you what? wanted to hang up on me, why don't you call Greg Kelly, whoever else you call, and then pass on me? How about because that? That's reasonable. Are, I'll tell you why. Greg Kelly and the other male contenders are bullies. They were bullied when they were young, and they're bullies as an adult. How do you, you know, know do how that. do you know what they were as kids? They've how? talked about it, Dominic. Well, talk about it. Oh, come on, man. Okay. Listen, you're different. You aren't like, uh, you know, those two people I won't mention, okay? Because you don't bully me. You don't hang up. You know, but I, it's difficult for me to call you. Okay. That's for sure. But, but it, shouldn't be, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be difficult. Russ, do me a favor before you go. All right? All before, right. You, okay. before you go. So, right. so don't, don't argue with me. Before you I go, I want you to listen to Robert and Pearl River. Let's see, right. let, okay, let's bring Robert into the conversation. Robert, I, I take it you can hear Russ. Is that accurate? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, how, yeah, how many things, how many bombings and how many uh, uh, bad things that uh, Hamas has done to uh, Israel? And you're going to account for every little amount? It's, it's ridiculous. You mean compared I mean, to artillery? Artillery strikes? Is that what you're talking about? Come on. Every day, every day, they're attacking them. Hamas, all of them. The the, uh, the Hezbollah, ISIS. ISIS raped a girl, a Jewish girl, 23 times. I'll beg daddy. ISIS. Do you have any knowledge of that? Yeah, they're all the same. They wear wear the same hats, all of them. Can I answer that? Can I answer that? Terrorists. Uh, Can I answer that? Can I answer that? Okay, mixing ISIS with Hamas, with uh, Islamic Jihad, that's muddying the waters because you can't deal with the issues. Hamas is not ISIS, okay? But it's easier for Israelis to portray themselves as victims rather than the oppressors they are. There is no comparing the IDF to the Gazan militants, okay? But I'll tell you something. I don't think the flower of Israeli youth is going to march into a Gaza roach motel, okay? Because they ain't coming out of there. And I don't want to see them die. Okay. What choice? What choice did they have? They're always attacked. Don't you comprehend that? What's wrong? They're not always attacked. 
Don't give me that. Okay. So wait, 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 Russ, Russ, Russ. To Robert's, to Robert's point, to Robert, they weren't attacked here, Russ. He said they were always right. Attacked. I know, but I'm asking always you. I, I, I just want to make sure you're on planet Earth, Russ. I just want to make sure you're on planet Earth. What was okay? Was Israel attacked this time? Words are important. He said always. Okay. Okay, but always. I'm. But I'm. But I'm. Okay. Yes. Right, okay. Hey, okay. Robert. Robert, uh, thank yes. you. But before you go, Russ, okay. uh, Rebecca. Yes, Rebecca wants to re- respond to you. Rebecca, are, are you with me, Rebecca? I am. Yes. Okay, so Russ is on the other line. Then we're going to let Russ go. Go right ahead, Thank Rebecca. You. Russ is a blatant anti-Semite, and I don't know why we are giving him the time of day on this forum. I say that with all due respect. He does not deserve a platform. I am sorry. This is blatant no, anti-Semite. There is no, nobody would say what Russ is saying, only if he's an anti-Semite. That's uh-huh. That's that's where a coward goes. I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm Jewish, okay? And that's all you can say is I'm an anti-Semite because you don't have any response to what I say, clearly. Can I go? I can't stand these morons that call you, okay? Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Okay, Russ. Thank you, thank you, Russ. Don't, I let you get your crazy talking points out, right? And the re- the reason why I do it is because Russ gives us a snapshot to these nuts that are at these Palestinian rallies, the way that they think. Because in Russ's mind, Russ thinks that he's a thousand percent accurate and nothing could be further from the truth. Anyway, let's go to Deborah in New Jersey. Good morning, Deborah. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Hi, Dominic. I think Russ is sniffing airplane glue. I think that's what he, I think that's what's going on there. Because we know he doesn't leave the house. He just sits around and calls the shows all day. Mm. He's very, very nasty man to say things like that. But I wanted to say the girl that, Natalie, that's the girl that said she feels safer in Israel than yes, here? Yes, Natalie Sanadaji. Okay, I just want to say, I think there's an equal amount of people that don't aren't like the protesters, but that we work all day, and we don't want, don't say things like that. So she is safe here. There is, you know, we we stand by her and we stand by Israel. I just want to mm-hmm. let people know that. Well, I, I I hear you, Deborah. And Michael Pagan, um, I'm not looking at the full email, but he just sent me an email. And he brings up a good point. He says someone needs to tell Russ that a bunch of kids at a music festival, a bunch of kids at a music festival is not a, a military installation uh, nor were they supporting a military installation. That's true. And he goes on to make yeah, a that, comment about rape, but I can't open it up uh, that fast live. But right. go right ahead, Deborah. Continue, please. No, no. I just, well, Russ is a very angry man. Mm-hmm. Agree. I feel sorry. For, I actually feel sorry for him. He calls I, a lot of the I, shows. I, I, I feel sorry for him, too. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. I do, we, too. We forgive him. We forgive him. But, um, no, we, there's a lot of people out there that support, but you don't see them visually, but we're here and we support them. So let's hope for the best. Fair, Hi, enough, fair enough, Deborah. Let's let's continue to hope for the best, but we also have to support Israel, period. Absolutely, 100%. Thank you, Deborah, for the Thank call. You, Thank you, Dominic. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too. Let's go to Jeff in my home county of Rockland County. Good morning, Jeff. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dom. Enjoying your show. I just want to comment on the previous caller. I believe his name is Ross. Yes. 
as it would be one thing to have a perverted moral compass, that would be one thing. But the problem with the caller is that he had his facts all messed up. Uh, the previous uh, lady already mentioned, or the person that wrote the email to you, that the people at the music festival had nothing to do with the army. Those were a bunch of civilians from various places, from various countries. They were all massacred. And um, most of the people killed are actually not combatants. They're not army. They are civilians who lived in the neighborhood. And uh, for some reason, Ross decided to say that the various uh, villages that were massacred were all supporting military installations. Two points. First and foremost, there are no settlements in that area. That's not Judea or Samaria. This is simply the, the uh, south of Israel, and those were villages within the borders of Israel. They're not disputed territory, as let's say sometimes we refer to Judea and Samaria. That's number one. Number two, the people living there, those were just private citizens living in their, in their villages, nothing to do with the army. For him to come up with this entire concoction that everything was just military so he can deny that it was any kind of civilian casualties in this case and minimize the tragedy and come out and uh, give the upper moral hand for Hamas is not just morally reprehensible, but it's factually inaccurate and flawed. I, I, I agree with your assessment, Jeff. And again, uh, it's Russ we're talking about. And I, I firmly believe, thank you for the call, Jeff. I firmly believe that everybody's entitled to their opinion, no matter how much of a, they are making of themselves, they're, they're entitled to their opinion. And I, 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 I know some of you disagree with me giving him the platform, but I think it's important for you to hear just how crazy some of the thoughts are that are out there, folks, how warped they are. Uh, the passion behind totally incorrect statements, but they watch MSNBC and they don't, they don't understand that MSNBC is only telling them what they want to hear for ratings. Don't you get it folks? Don't you see what's right in front of you? I mean, maybe that's why I'm not at MSNBC because I, I can't just stand there and tell you what you want to hear just to collect my million-dollar paycheck. I can't do it. Clearly, there are lots of people that have no problem doing it. They stick to the to the talking points, and, okay, what does the left want to hear? Well, the left wants to hear Palestinian, the down Israel, and, okay, that's it. Go. Cue. And then when your show is over, you go home. And at the end of the week, you collect your million-dollar paycheck. And you justify it as saying, listen, I'm just a hired gun, and I just do what they want me to do. But what's so scary about that is that you have people like Russ watching, and, and thousands and, and, and hundreds of thousands, watching MSNBC, and they believe that garbage. It's all for ratings. I've done every single network numerous times. I used to do uh, hardball with Chris Matthews uh, 10 to 20 times a year. I've been on all of them. And they pre-interview you, and they, they so they get your thoughts in advance, and you know the direction where the show is going. And if you want to continue making appearances then you go 
with the talking points. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Dominic, it's good to talk to you again, man. Um, I don't want to pile on Russ or nothing. Oh, shoot. But I would ask him, how many rockets is Hamas and Hezbollah allowed to launch into Israel indiscriminately every day, every week, every month before Israel is allowed to do something about it? And my second point would be, I don't understand the mindset that a lot of Jewish Americans have regarding Israel. And I would have loved to have asked him if he's ever been there, because this isn't New York. Okay, this isn't America. This is a war zone where people who have lived somewhere for thousands of years are trying to hold on to a homeland that nobody else really wanted because it doesn't have all the resources of their neighbors. And they've managed to turn that country into the only functioning democracy in the region whose citizens have the highest standard of living in the region. All of their attacks are retaliatory. Don't tell me otherwise. I see it. Every attack by Hamas and Hezbollah is preemptive. If there are dead citizens as a result of an Israeli attack, I mean, maybe it's too easy for me to say, but that is um, unintended collateral damage. When there are dead Israelis from Hamas and Hezbollah, that is the intended goal. I don't understand how he can equivocate the two. I'm not religious, okay, at all. I don't have a religious stake in it. But by looking at history and what's going on with clear eyes, not indoctrinated eyes, which I fear is the case with Russ, okay, I don't understand how you can say that Israel's have no right to defend themselves and they should just, okay, here's another thing. Israel, 14% of their population is Palestinian. Who can vote? Would Palestinians give that to Jews in Gaza? I mean, he's just not being serious. He's listened to too many college professors sit on their D.C. cocktail circuits and up in their lofty mansions spouting rhetoric that sounds so intelligent to them but has no basis in the real world. And I think I'm done, and I'll leave it at that unless you had anything for me. No, I, I think, Robert, that you said it all accurately, and um, and I thank you for the call. But, hey, folks, here here is some good news, right? There is a new elite emphasis on elite, and the Israelis don't play around, folks. There's a new elite Israeli unit to hunt down every Hamas terrorist involved in the sneak slaughter. And some of you may not like what I'm about to say, but bravo. I hope that this new elite unit is successful in every one of these cases involving these animal Hamas members. I can't be any more blunt than that. I'm trying to be nice in terms of the language that I'm using, that is as nice as I can be. I hope the unit is extremely successful. John in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, uh, there are a couple of things I want to say, and I'll be real quick about it. I am disgusted with that rally uh, that happened in Bay Ridge the other night. The, the other day, rather, into the night. Uh, what 
the Muslim American community needs to do is to step up and to recognize that they're supporting mass murderers who kill innocents, that they're not attacking Israeli soldiers. They're going after civilians, and not just civilians. Uh, you know, the, all those poor uh, uh, 20-somethings who were killed in that music festival, for example. Uh, as for Bay Ridge, my advice to the residents who are, are upset with what happened there is to stop doing business in Muslim Arab stores. I think once they start seeing their incomes decline, maybe they'll just start getting a message. And third, uh, and and this I, baby, I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, John. I, I I'm just I'm thinking that as you're speaking live, I I don't know if it's fair to target all Muslim stores as of yet. I I don't know if that's the right answer, but go ahead for a boycott. But, but go ahead. The third. I would have given the U.S. would have give, should have given Hamas an ultimatum. You have 24 hours to release all the hostages because the lives life of each hostage is worth 1,000 Palestinians. You you can't say that. Oh yeah, I you know if I know we can say that, but you know we gave threats something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, I think we might see some action. I'm not saying we should do it. And I note this since I have Muslim relatives, including Muslim Palestinian relatives, as well as relatives who are also part Jewish. But I think if we were tougher, we might 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 be able to see some more action. I I hear you, John, and um a number of our, if the if it's the same rally, thank you for the call. A number of arrests were made, uh confrontations uh that the members of that rally had with the um with the uh with the NYPD with the NYPD I'm going to take a break but one of the other topics I want you folks to listen to this let's not forget what happened on Friday afternoon Jim Jordan out in the speaker's race and and hey all of you folks this is Dominic shake up the system oh I love Matt Gates I love him so what do you think about Matt Gates now? He's messed up the entire system. We still don't have a speaker, and this is what it sounded like on Friday. No person having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname, a speaker has not been elected. Pursuant to Clause 12A of Rule 1, the chair declares the House in recess subject to the call of the chair. Everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Good morning to you folks. Hope you had a lovely weekend. We're going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji telling her story. She survived the Hamas festival massacre. And this young lady says she's stunned by the anti- Semitism protest right here at home that she feels safer in Israel than in the U.S. I say bravo to the new elite Israeli unit 
whose mission is to hunt down, I like the term, hunt down every Hamas terrorist involved in that sneak slaughter attack. Well, Dominic, how could you say something like that? Well, here's one reason why those animals left booby traps behind in Israel, including bombs planted in a child's backpack. So imagine you're a soldier and you see an innocent child's backpack and you go to pick it up and you open it and you're here no more. End of story. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Frank in Highland, and then I'm going to go to Adam in Mineola. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a lot of people in my life that I love who are Jewish. I do business with Jewish people. And um, and uh, here's, here's my take on it is that, uh, and I love this elite uh, thing, uh, uh, higher-ranking military uh, going in, um, is that we um, want to weed out the despicable who are Hamas, you know, and, and but yet we do not want to become despicable ourselves. Uh, there are Good point. Palestinians— Good point. Palestinians, I also made friends with in New York when I when I lived there. I'm in New Jersey now, but I lived there for years, and I love New York. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of them who are first to go uh, the way of Hamas, um, and they even though inside they're against Hamas, and there's a lot of Palestinians who are just innocent. And 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 uh, don't represent uh, the hate that uh, people have for for Jewish people. Um, I'm against the hate. Um, so um, so there is. We have time on our side, the Israel people, the Jewish people. We have time on our side to make the distinction between who is the despicable hater and and who is the innocent victims that that's the only thing frank that i disagree with you you don't have time on your side because the the despicable ones if you permit them to live and continue they're going to do something else again before you take them out well yeah there's an urgency to get hummus but not sloppily you know not okay not fair enough um you know what i'm saying fair enough Um, fair enough and good point Um, thank you and then the other Quickly, Frank, go ahead, quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can a citizen, any U.S. citizen, become the Speaker of the House if people, if they voted for him? Uh, Off the top of my head, yes, but all of that nonsense. I told you folks a month ago, I know all of you got excited. Oh, Trump's going to be, there's no, there's a zero percent possibility of Trump being the Speaker of the House. I'm sorry. It's not what you want to hear. But come on, we, Frank, I got to move on. Thank you. We, we have to be realistic, folks. You know, I, I was listening a month ago, folks calling up, yeah, Trump should be the Speaker. Why would you be Speaker when you want to be President? It, it defies all logic. Plus, if Trump wins the election, his cases are on hold. As speaker, his meaning after conviction, if he's convicted, 
if your speaker, <laughs> that doesn't stop that process. Trump wants to be and deserves to be the president of the United States, not the speaker. I, I don't I don't get the logic of how some of you can, with that silliness, that's never going to happen. Anyway, Adam and Mineola, good morning, Adam. What's on your mind? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, I'm, you know I'm a Democrat. I don't agree with Russell at all, man. I just want you to know that. I, I'm, I'm a Democrat, and I do not believe in Russ because he's wrong about a whole bunch of different things, and I don't agree with the MSNBC thing because – Whatever Russ is thinking they're saying, they sure ain't saying that. Mm, okay. You know? But I, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, Adam, I, I know what it's like, my friend. Um, when, when you're getting those big paychecks, it, it's mighty hard to say no to the agenda. Okay. I agree. You know, that Israel thing is a touchy thing, man. I feel real bad about the whole situation. But I would like to know how the hell them Palestinians know that Israel has got the nuclear weapons and they still do crazy stuff like that, man. That's why when you be saying poof and all that, I'll be figuring that's what you be thinking, man. Am I right or no? No. I Well, one, I didn't know that Israel had uh, nuclear weapons. Um, yes, they do. But, but okay. But, um, but, um. Um, when I'm saying poof, I'm not referring to a nuclear weapon. I'm I'm referring oh, okay. to I'm referring to go in and get them by any means necessary. And I'm referring okay. to to other type of bombing. I'm not gonna run away from, from what I'm saying. All I'm trying to say, Adam, is that okay, if me and you you and I live in a community together, right? And yeah. the community next to us, they just keep picking on us. They just keep pulling at the uh, at the scab, at the wound. How long are we going to take it until we fight back? The Palestinian people, sir, are cowards to let Hamas get them in this type of thing. They should they should flip on Hamas, the Palestinian people, and get them out of there. Right, but that, hey, like I, I, Salvador, I, 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 I hear El you, Salvador. sir. I, I, I hear you. I got a lot of calls, Adam, but that's easier said than done. If they're blowing up Israelis and attacking Americans and, and stabbing and shooting Americans, imagine what they're going to do to their own people. So that's easier said than done. Much easier said than done. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I, I'm looking at my Twitter, and one of the uh, comments says, Hi, Dominic. I am holding on. Can you answer my call? It's from Ascar. So let's go ahead and do that in Brooklyn. Good morning, Ascar. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, thank you for answering my, my tweet. Um, you were talking about um, in those shows like M- MSV, they got all these college guys, all these guys, graduates, professors, PhD guys. How come nobody's proposing uh, is really non-aggression act? Have all these countries force Hamas, force the, PL, uh, the, P- the Palestinian Authority to sign uh, is really non-aggression act? That way, um, the uh, Israel doesn't feel threatened, and they could de-escalate weapons, and they could start um, a process of peace. Documentation becomes law documentation becomes a country. So you document yourself professionally. Um, the Hamas also, the leader of Hamas has not been mentioned in none of these shows. The leader of Hamas is Yahya Sinwar. How come they're not making a huge manhunt for this guy? This guy should well, be manhunted to death right now. They're not making that. I, I, I hear you, but it's hard when somebody hides in a cave or, or wherever they're hiding or, or they're hiding amongst the people uh, dressed as someone else, disguised as someone else. 
Uh, they they will get to them, but but I don't know uh, uh, how how early that's going to be. And they have been peace accords before, but you know there are some regions of the Middle East. Ask are they just don't want peace? Thank you for the call. They just thank don't. You. Thank you. They just don't want peace. I'm going to take a break for the Chronicles and Dominic Carter, but Joanne in Westchester has been with us for a little bit. So let's go right to her call. Good morning, Joanne. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'll make it nice and quick for you. I was just wondering if um, anyone else had heard, and if you, in fact, heard that tonight, um, that, or late today, there was a, um, a, a, a migrant, I, I want to say illegal, um, young girl, she was put in Michigan. So this was in Michigan, okay? They put her in a room with um, a, a bunch of uh, migrant uh, men, illegals, and she was raped 11 years old now. She was raped regularly. She finally escaped. She went to, she got to a hospital by hook or by crook, however, got to the hospital. Um, the hospital was able to find the house that she was being held at. But now what's going to happen after that? This this administration uh, under Joe Biden and him, he himself, they're doing nothing about that. And that's just one story. There are so many like that, Dominic, and it aggravates me so much, especially where it pertains to children. How dare they get away with this? I mean, this, okay. this is just... Okay, now, 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 Joanne, where, where did you see this at? I heard this on the news tonight. On on the news, was it the television news? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I know it's not fake. I know that's so real, Dominic, because I know I know it's been happening. And, I, and, and wait, 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 wait. What news channel was this? Oh gosh, now let's see. I was afraid you're going to ask me that. I don't watch many. I don't watch many. It was one of ours. I'm going to say, quote unquote. Meaning, oh, wait a minute. I just have to go back and think which one it was on. Uh, so I only do because I do because, because 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 we're not we're not finding any uh, information about this at all. And see and see and see and let me just say this, Joanne. See, folks, sometimes you have sure. to be careful because even when you're watching a, a channel that you like, it could mm-hmm. be a pundit that makes a charge. That doesn't make it mm-hmm. a news story. That just means that a pundit. Is saying I heard that this happened. It doesn't make it so. It just said because well, we're because well, we're looking and we can't find it. So so I all I can tell you is I don't know, Joanne. It may come out soon, but I'm just saying. But you know what, Thomas? Just that's one instance, and there are so many though with the the ratings of the um, children, and um, you know violating the children and the women. I think that it is, I mean, really with this border and, you know, we really need this done now. Isn't there a way that they could just, I mean, get rid of this administration, not the, him, Joe Biden. I mean, this is just, we cannot tolerate this anymore, you know, this kind of a thing. I know what's going on and on because there have been a lot of stories prior to this one. And everybody out there knows that it's being done on a regular basis. And how is this? Um, and we have more than ever coming over the border, as you know. What, I mean, that, that alone has to be grounds for impeaching this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that well, wrong? impeachment's out of the question. That's not going to happen. Uh, anyone that talks that, it's just uh, posturing. Because even if you get the votes in the House, I mean, they can't even elect the Speaker. So how how are they going to impeach? How are they going to impeach a president? 
Um, but even uh, if even yeah. if that that's only in the that would only be in the House, it would never uh, get through the uh, Senate. And and I'm looking. The team is looking as you're speaking. No one can find what you're referring to. And I just look. My, I just look. I just look myself. And the only thing that I can find is the uh, 18-year-old migrant that was captured after he uh, raped and killed, reportedly, a Texas girl that was 11. So I don't see anything about uh, – and you got to be very careful, folks. Joey and I do got to move on. Thank you. you got to be very, very careful what you read on the Internet and even what you see on television. I'm being honest with you folks. You got to make sure that it's accurate. I'm not saying that that's that that didn't happen, but the team here just quickly looked uh, on the computers and I just looked myself and I can find absolutely nothing as it relates to that. We've got to take a break. When I come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, Frank Morano standing by for the top of the hour. More of your telephone calls. Let's see here. We're going to go to Marianne in Queens, Mike in Orange County, Gail in Manhattan. W-A-B-C. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Told you, folks, I hate to say it, but I told you that Governor DeSantis of Florida, his presidential campaign was going nowhere. Now we're starting to see the truth. The former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are running dead even for second place. Now, Trump is way, way, way ahead. But for the 2024 Republican primary, a recent national poll found that uh, DeSantis and Haley scored 8% apiece, while former President Donald Trump dominates, dominates all of his uh, GOP peers with 59% support. But the story the story is that all the other candidates are not doing as well, and uh, Haley and DeSantis are running dead even. What happened to Governor DeSantis? But we are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. Frank Morano standing by. Let's go to Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. What's on your mind? Good morning, my friend. Okay, listen. What do CNN and New York Times have in common with uh, Russ? You said, what do CNN and the New York Times have in common with Russ? I don't know. Tell me. Okay, fake news. Fake you. I don't think this guy is you at all. Okay? He say that he is a you, but with a you like that, the U.S. people don't nick Nazis. The guy is a killer. He just go after these people like if these people owe him something. Now, Alexandra, okay, uh, and I have to tell you this because it's very important. Wait, when you say so when you say Alexandra, are you talking about AOC? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. I really don't like discuss. No, 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 that's a waste I, I of my time. But it's a know, waste of no, my no, no, time. No, 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 they no, no, are irrelevant. They, they're a I'm joke. Talking, they're a, I'm gonna let you do yeah, it, but yes. I, I've got five minutes yes, left of the okay. show, and people. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this, Marianne. They. No matter how many times I keep telling you this, you keep bringing her up. She, I don't know why she's so important to you. They are irrelevant. They they are okay. a joke. She's like Flavor Flav, okay. the the rapper okay. Flavor Flav that wore the clock around his neck. Would you take him serious? So why would yes no. AOC is in Congress, but why would she's no. a joke? All of them I, in the I, squad, they're a joke. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. I, I, I don't I don't take it. I don't take her 
for anything because she doesn't have any value to me. Now, she is speaking to the Hispanic community, okay? And this is what I'm telling you. And they are repeating everything she says and calling radio stations and condemning the Jews. And not only that, they are so against, uh, uh, what's the name of Mr. Netanyahu? They, they hate him. That's what she's doing. They want to get rid of the guy. Okay, and okay, I but thought, but Marianne, but Marianne, but why why is that relevant? So she's a joke. Well, because they are after after votes. That's why They're, this is like life and matter and Antifa point two. Okay, they are after after votes. They don't care about um, these people. They don't care about nobody. Just winning elections. Now I called the radio station and I set the record straight. Because you know what, those 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 programs I are not only here here in New York, but in our countries too. So I, we have to tell these people how wrong they are. So I do, have do, do, wait, 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 Marianne, Marianne. Do you think honestly you're going to change the mind of someone that supports AOC? Do you really think they're going to you're going to change their mind? Yes. Because, no, because you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. Did you hear Russ earlier? Do you think there's anything that I could conceivably say that's going to change Russ's mind? No, it's not going to happen. No, his. I'm just telling, I got to move on, Marianne, because I have a lot of calls. Um, I'm just saying, folks, me personally, I don't pay attention to the squad. They're They're all jokes, complete jokes, right? What do they do? They raise money, use the money for personal security for themselves, and then they want to defund the police or they decide to marry their cousin or their bodyguard. And then it's supposed to be everything's supposed to be on up and up jokes. Gail in Manhattan. Good morning, Gail. What's on your mind? Hi there. This is in regard to the cliche. We keep hearing that most Palestinians are good people. They don't all hate the Jews, etc. Well, as it turns out, the um, Israelis have been very good to the Palestinians. They're the biggest employer of the Palestinians. They uh, allow them to become citizens, etc. It really upset me to hear some eyewitness reports of the Israelis who were fortunate enough, fortunate enough to survive some of the massacres, saying they recognized their attackers, their uh, Arab attackers, and they were the same people that they were working with, employing, inviting to their houses. In other words, their Palestinian friends uh, brought back these attackers, were among the people coming to kill them, and in fact gave directions and, you know, uh, led the way as to uh, giving information as to how many people were there, who they were, etc. And they were some of the masterminds behind the attack. Just horrific. I, I, I hear you, Gail. The the whole thing is horrible. I just don't have time to comment this morning because Frank Morano standing by. Quickly, let me go to Mike in Orange County. Mike, you got to be fast. Frank is standing by. I can give you 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to preface this by saying what happened there is very horrible. But anytime any caller asks why did it happen, one person in particular at your station screams, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Well, if any of your listeners okay, wait, want Mike, to know Mike, why Mike, it may Mike, have happened. Mike, 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 why are you calling my show to tell me what somebody okay, if else? Any of your Mike, listeners Mike, want to know Mike, why? Mike, last time before I hang up on you, why are you calling me to tell me about what some other host does on this station? That is the crazy. That is the crazy. No, your time is up. That is the craziest thing that I've heard in my. You're calling me 
to complain about another host. And what am I supposed to do? Oh, host, let me spank you on the hand. You're not supposed to do that. Talking about other hosts, Frank Morano, one that I love. Good morning. I have some complaints for you about Curtis, if you're Uh-oh. taking notes okay. on others. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just caught on to what you're saying. Uh, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> I'm good. I like your WABC jacket. Thank you. It's available at WABCRadioStore.com. Use the promo code FRANK15. Save 15% off. Uh, we've got an action-packed show in keeping in line with what you were talking about, both the dysfunction in Washington and the national security implications of what's happening in the Middle East. Going to be joined in a half hour by Admiral Dennis Blair, the former director of national intelligence. We're going to talk about both places, the Middle East and Washington. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, Dominic, we are going to do a deep dive into a very mysterious place, possibly even more mysterious than the Middle East, Florida. I have four <laughs> experts that are going to tell us what the story is with Florida. We're going to explore it. I'm not speaking to you. I'm really not speaking to you because I got to get some rest. Matt Blaze and I and Kenneth, we got to get some rest. And you do this nonsense every night, and I don't get to sleep because I'm staying up listening to your radio show. I got to get some sleep. Folks, do what I'm advising you to do. Stay with Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, coming up right after news headlines. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.